0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10
1: per order. Additional terms apply.
0: Hello and welcome to Better Living, a show about the people and organizations that make an impact in our area. I'm your host, Nick Carissimi. Coming up on the second half of today's show, the Dallas Children's Advocacy Center returns to update me on the work that they're doing and the progress they've made since the last time that they were here. We will start off the show with a group that is beginning a journey that will literally cross the country and end up right here in Dallas where they started. Carrie the Lode's president, CEO, and co-founder, Stephen Hawley, joins me in studio. Stephen, how are you doing today?
1: Doing great. Thanks for having me in today.
0: Thank you very much. Uh, I think that people hear a lot About carry the load you hear uh, something about an event you guys have going on or you you know a neighbor who participated but there are probably a lot of people out there that don't know exactly what you guys are doing so what is carry the load
1: carry the load is a nonprofit that was started here in Dallas back in 2011 and it came upon the heels of uh, my co-founder and I who spent time serving together in the West Coast SEAL teams uh, had both transitioned out of the military back here in Dallas had lost some friends that were still serving and my co-founder Memorial Day weekend rolled around he was at a he was at a you know a typical Memorial Day weekend barbecue and uh, dealing with a lot of emotion obviously and went out to White Rock Lake here in Dallas Memorial Day morning threw on a rucksack uh, which is a backpack for for folks who haven't served but threw on a on a rucksack and started walking around white rock lake and the easiest way for me to articulate it is you know sometimes physical pain uh equals emotional purge you know positive way to deal with some of those emotions and he was out there walking around and it was a few hours into that walk when he passed a an older gentleman who uh based on his haircut based on his age based on the way he carried himself who he surmised was a world war ii or korean war veteran and as he passed him, the gentleman looked at Clint, my co-founder, and said, "Son, who are you carrying?" And the articulation of "Who are you carrying?" made complete sense, and it was why he was out there, and it was the same reason that older gentleman was out there on Memorial Day morning. And so, Clint shared that experience with me, and and very quickly we we started sort of putting some framework around an event that could do, you know, at that time what we thought would be three things. Um, Restore the meaning of Memorial Day again. For speaking for our generation, post nine eleven service members, you know, less than one percent of us have served in uniform post nine eleven. Um, the, you know, a lot of a lot of folks I would talk to, they didn't know the difference between Memorial Day or Labor Day, and you know, it's another three day weekend to start the summer, chance to have a barbecue. Nothing wrong with any of those, but wh- wh- what we took offense with was, was the fact that there was really Very little observance of why that holiday was set up, and it was painful based on the fact that we had just lost some friends. So, restore the meaning of Memorial Day. Through our event, we would raise money for other existing nonprofits that were supporting both military and or veteran families. And then we were very deliberate in a decision to also include... Uh, law enforcement personnel, fire and rescue personnel. And we've got a lot of questions around, uh, about that decision over the years. But for, but for us, for me, for Clint, um, there's no way that we could deploy and go overseas and leave our families back here if it weren't for the same level of service and sacrifice that happens domestically and as we sit right here in Dallas, Texas, Um, you know, last July in what happened uh, downtown in the ambush of those Dallas police officers and the DART police officers down there is a stark reminder of just how, um, you know, how dangerous that job can be and and the level of service and sacrifice that that, uh, our law enforcement, our fire and rescue personnel do as well. So that was number two, raise money, existing nonprofits. Number three, create a template for an event that hopefully we could, giveaway to other cities, other towns across the United States. And in year 1 in 2011, we had one event here in Dallas at White Rock Lake. We raised about $100,000 supported a handful of nonprofit organizations here locally. And it has grown um, tremendously over the years. But but that was that was how this started. And and, and again, it started out of a lot of pain, a lot of frustration um and has really blossomed into a national movement that never in a million years did I or Clint envision where we would be in in six short years.
0: An amazingly successful organization, and we will talk more about that. You're, you're talking about your co-founder, Clint Bruce, and he, he put on that pack and he started to walk around White Rock, and then he contacted you. Did it take you a while to kind of formulate exactly what you wanted to do and these three kind of pillars that you have set up now,
1: You know, I I think it developed over about a six- or seven-month period, uh, trying to figure out what this event would look like. And candidly, the event initially was a very Spartan, what I call a Spartan veteran-centric go-punish-yourself event. You know, our flagship event here in Dallas lasts over 20 hours. And for us, that was an amount of time to really go, again, going back to my previous, previous comment, physical pain equals emotional purge, go in and um, deal with a level of emotion that needed to be dealt with. But as it evolved, and specifically after year one, when we saw the amount of people that came out that did not serve, that did not have a direct connection to those that were serving, but had these very, um, very... Powerful experiences and experiences that I always that I always tell people the the magic of our event and events across the United States are the fellowship and interaction that takes place when you get the one percent together with a ninety nine percent you know one percent having served but whether you're in the one percent or you're in the ninety nine percent you're carrying something and that fellowship and that interaction that happens at these events um. You know, oftentimes walking with families that have lost loved ones, and um, that dialogue is very therapeutic for both sides of it, and that's something that um, we we didn't anticipate, we didn't plan for, but has really been the catalyst around the, the power of our growth. We have a very passionate participant base, and it's very hard to artic- articulate what a carry the load experience looks like both here in Dallas at our Dallas Memorial March over Memorial day weekend, or if it's one of the, you know, we cover in the aggregate 6,100 miles with our national relays. uh, One of which kicked off Friday in Seattle, our West coast relay, uh, which will cover 4,100 miles. And that's, and that's going 24 hours a day, seven days a week, five miles at a time in a relay format. And then um, our, our East Coast Relay will actually kick off tomorrow at the cemetery at West Point in New York. And again, that will cover 2,100 miles, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, five-mile increments. And um, we've got all those rally points posted online, and people come out and sign up and, and walk with us and some oftentimes just show up. But when you get people congregating and showing up and carrying memories and carrying that that flag in that relay format, um, the the fellowship that happens is has been where uh, we've really seen powerful stories come out of it.
0: Did you anticipate the level of impact that this would have on civilians?
1: No, no. Again, selfishly, we did this for from a veteran perspective. We needed it. We had lost friends. We're back here. Outside of you know, I think. My father's, my grandfather's generation, Memorial Day was um, a lot of times going and visiting the local cemetery, which is you know, which is a, a phenomenal thing to do. But we felt there had to be an event where, again, and I know I keep saying this, physical pain equals emotional purge. Something to to help us deal with that angst and that anxiety and that that emotion that was that was there. So we started it because we needed it. Never anticipated that that other ninety nine percent would grab onto it. But once people come out and have that those sorts of experience experiences, um, they're hooked, and it's a very passionate participate participant base who, along with our corporate partners, do the do the vast majority of our the fundraising that happens for carry the load.
0: How did you evolve? on the idea of celebrating Memorial Day? Because you said that your family was probably more active in participating in it than most.
1: Well, you know, having grandfathers at World War II era, uh, but I was just like everybody else. I mean, yeah. it, you knew what I knew what Memorial Day was about, but again, it was, it was a three-day weekend. It was a barbecue, it was a mattress sales, you know, a lot of mattress sales.
0: Forget about the mattress sales.
1: Commercials on TV. <laughs> it was going to the lake sometimes with friends. But until it impacted me personally, I, again, that's why I don't I don't begrudge anybody who who isn't participating in some way, shape, or form. But when it impacted impacted me personally, it was then our mission to go give people an opportunity to have a, a real meaningful Memorial Day experience.
0: And you felt so you felt as strongly as your co founder Clint Bruce did about Memorial Day not having the impact that it should have.
1: Well, if you just statistically when you look at, you know, less than 1% in uniform, statistically you're not going to have that direct connection over the majority of of our population. And so the math is what it is. Mm. So, you know, giving people that opportunity to have to have that meaningful Memorial Day experience, but more importantly, after losing friends that you've served with, it's their memories, it's their families that you want their families to know that those that, that service and that sacrifice is not forgotten and uh, when it becomes personal it takes obviously it takes on um, a a lot a lot deeper meaning
0: Stephen Hawley is the president, CEO, and co-founder of Carry the Load, their website, carrytheload.org. This organization is not just for veterans and their families. It's also for first responders, police, firefighters. And you said something earlier that I found interesting. It seemed like you were indicating that there was some kind of pushback or maybe a controversial vibe about including non-military as part of Carry the Load. Now. Was it controversial
1: to you, an extent? You know, I, I wouldn't say it was controversial, but we got questions about it. And that's where we've evolved with our national relays that have kicked off here uh, the, the first part of May and, and cover the entire country um, over the next four weeks, culminating Memorial Day. We, we've we've called it Memorial May and uh, celebrating not only military, but law enforcement, fire and rescue Um again, has been a very deliberate decision for us uh, since day one.
0: A big portion of what you guys do is work with other organizations who provide services to uh, different people. So who are some of the organizations that you guys work with and what are some of the things that they're doing?
1: Great question. So year one we had five, five local. As we have, uh, as that process has matured, This year, we had over 75 or 80 different applications from nonprofits across the country. We've got a group committee here in Dallas that spends about three, three and a half months going through those applications, vetting those. And um, this year, we will be supporting 25 different nonprofits across the United States. Um, And that is through what I call our continuum of care program. Um, there's a there's a broad spectrum of needs um, within this demographic, and um, there's a there's a lot of different services being covered. But to answer your question directly, some of the ones that we're that we're supporting this year is a group called uh, 22 Kill, based out of here uh, in Dallas. I don't know if you're familiar with 22 Kill, yes. but raising awareness uh, about the suicide ep- epidemic within our military and veteran. Uh, uh, communities Adaptive Training Foundation, who's also based here in Dallas, but uh, doing some phenomenal things—not only with uh, you know veterans that come back, you know, with losing one or two, sometimes three limbs, and getting them in, in the gym and rehabilitating not only their bodies but more importantly their minds. A group that we've supported um, for the last seven years, and uh, here in Dallas is a group called Assist the Officer. Um, and it's a it's a partnership with the Dallas Police Department and um, specifically in light of the events last January here in <clears throat> Dallas, a group that we are very, very uh, proud to support. There's several what I call unconventional recreational therapies. One of them is a, a group called eQuest, Hooves, Hooves, Hooves for Heroes, um, but Equine Therapy for Veterans. There's another Heroes on the Water which um, started out in the very beginning just taking um, taking servicemen and women that were stationed down at Brooks Army Medical Center, mm-hmm. taking them fishing, and, and taking them fishing in a kayak on, on a private lake in a safe environment. And what he found, um, the guy that started this, what he found was, when they're when they're coming out of these wheelchairs and coming out of a clinical environment and you put them in a kayak, you put a fishing rod in their hand, and you put them out on the lake, for the first time in a long time they're completely self-sufficient. And not only that, they're in a safe environment with their peers that are going through the same thing. And all of a sudden there was there was some dialogue and fellowship. And the that program was so successful that that they have spread that across the United States today. So uh, another one that we're supporting um, is a group called Farmers Assisting Returning Military. Hmm. There, there's a laundry list. If you are interested in, in learning more about it, you can go to caretheload.org and go to our partners, Continuum of Care, and see, see the laundry list of, of those that we support.
0: Were you shocked at the amount of groups that are out there that are doing interesting and fantastic work for veterans? Because one of the things that I've learned doing this show is there's tons of groups in our area that are doing amazing work you just don't really hear about them all that often. So, were you surprised at the amount of people that are reaching out and trying to better the lives of veterans and their families?
1: I will tell you that yes, but no. Yes at the number of nonprofits, but but I, I'm a great example transitioning from being a SEAL uh into the civilian workforce and being a father and a husband. And when I took the uniform off and that transition it was a transition that was pretty, uh, a lot more difficult than I anticipated for a number of reasons. But it wasn't until carry the load came around. And, uh, and again, di- going back to the transition, difficult taking off that uniform and really losing a sense of purpose, serving others.
0: I wanted to ask you about that because for a person that hasn't served, that idea, and not to get you know too personal about your story, but that idea of, of taking the uniform off and becoming a civilian again, you hear a lot about how that transition is so tough, but for a person that hasn't served, it's hard to understand why it's so
1: tough. Uh, for me, that sense of identity, uh, that sense of brotherhood in the SEAL teams. You know, for me, that job, especially given when I, you know, getting to a SEAL team within months of September 11th, 2011.
0: Did it, you join before, like were you in the teams before September 11th?
1: I was, I was in the training pipeline, uh, went to the Naval Academy, graduated in 2000, was in the, the SEAL pipeline and with about a month um, to finish what was about a year long process with BUDS and jump school and advanced training and was in, was in that final phase of advanced training in September of two thousand one, got to SEAL team five November the first of that year. So as we look back on that pivotal moment in our nation's history and the deployments that happened after that and the pace and tempo and the for me it was it was uh it was the dream job. Um and to take that uniform off and that sense of purpose, that sense of identity led to you know, led to some 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 transitional issues. And so when you, you ask the question, you're surprised at the number of folks that are out there, I really say no, because a lot of the ones that we support and a lot of the, you know, I meet new organizations every week and the uh, I, I want to say the vast majority, the majority of them are started by vets that are doing the same thing that that Clint and I did for Carry the Load. We needed to continue to serve in some capacity. And so they've seen a need. They've seen uh, a gap in services. And they've established a nonprofit to go fill the gap and to continue to serve. So, no, it doesn't surprise me.
0: The original impact that you guys wanted to have, this idea of understanding what Memorial Day is all about and, and I guess, celebrating the idea of – of those who have served is it is it taking hold the way that you have wanted it to take hold? are you making the impact that you want it to make
1: yes and and we've vastly exceeded our expectations on the amount of money that we've raised the scope and the breadth that we've been able to um, raise money for those other non you know those other nonprofits across the United states and and as it relates to You know, Memorial Day and the awareness around Memorial Day, you know, we had roughly 50,000 people participate with us last year during the month of May uh, across the United States through both our West Coast and our uh, East Coast relay culminating with our our event here in Dallas on Memorial Day weekend. So if you'd asked us six years ago, there's there's no way to – there was no way we could ever – in our wildest dreams, envision those types of numbers.
0: When did you guys become a national organization? Carry the Load started here in Dallas, but you guys could be the premier veterans organization in the country right now. You could make a serious claim to that, and uh, a lot of uh, groups have a hard time making it out of their city and into the national spotlight, and you guys have done that in a crazy way.
1: Well, what I would tell you is having having really good, really good corporate, Partners, that uh, our lead national corporate sponsor is J.P. Morgan Chase. And with an organization like that, and their uh, their footprint, uh, a very very passionate employee base, uh, a very vet friendly employee base with their hiring initiatives here over the last six or seven years. Um, but being able to piggyback off of their infrastructure and their employees in a lot of these cities is what has really helped us. Um, grow our events, and we'll be in, you know, even out not not counting our national relays this year. We'll be in close to 50 cities across the United States. And the other thing I'll tell you is, as opposed to focusing on a specific program or need within the veteran and/or law enforcement or fire and rescue communities, for us, our program is awareness and Memorial Day, right? And we and going back to your question earlier, there's so many really, really good groups out there that are filling all these needs. And we knew that, or we had a sense of that, but we didn't want to duplicate effort. We just wanted mm. to be able to highlight these groups and give them the awareness that we were able to bring through through uh, our platform and the resources that we were able to raise for them.
0: You guys have been extremely busy since 2011. You guys have raised over $13.7 million. Uh, and you've given 12 and a half of that to programs 8 million to awareness 4.5 to nonprofit partners so you not only are able to raise a ton of money you're actually able to make sure that that money gets spent and not folded back into the organization
1: you know we we run a very lean organization with a staff here in Dallas again uh, I'm the president CEO and I'm on the executive board but it's a vol- all of those are volunteer positions for me always will always have been always will be. And I guess by nonprofit, you know, metric standards that 13.7 million over the last 6 years, roughly 7% of that mm. is categorized as administrative costs, which is a number that we are extremely proud of, but a number that, you know, running a very lean operation, which you can do with very passionate participants, very passionate volunteers and extremely capable, you know, small agile staff uh, allows you to allows you to have that kind of efficiency.
0: Let's talk about the relays. This is a big thing for you, maybe the biggest thing you guys do all year long. Uh, the East Coast started off on Friday. West Coast. West Coast started off on Friday, excuse me. And then on Monday, you have the uh, March that starts off at West Point, correct? Correct. correct. Okay. So, kind of give people uh, an overview of what's going on here. If I remember correctly, It's a five-miles march, and then a flag gets passed off, basically?
1: We have – so we we kicked off uh, the west coast in Seattle, and, again, we will kick off tomorrow the east coast at the uh, cemetery there at West Point. But if you go online and you click on either of those links to one of those routes and you can drill down into every five miles, there's a rally point. And people, you know, people can come out to those rally points and see where we're going to be. But someone is continuously carrying uh, a U.S. flag, a carry-the-load flag, and we've got through another corporate uh, sponsor with GMC, we've got support vehicles, we've got a big touring bus that's very hard to miss, wrapped with all the the carry-the-load graphics, and have a logistical team that lives on that bus for a month coordinating. Our participants, our media, and all the support and logistics that go into a month-long uh, cross-country relay, uh, and in you know, obviously, in our bigger markets, bigger cities, we'll you know we could have anywhere from you know a couple of dozen to a couple of hundred participants on any one uh, five-mile leg. And again, we cover those five-mile legs about every two hours. Is is the pace, uh, and, and then again in other markets or in other areas of the country that are less populated, you could have one or two, you know, two individuals out there walking in the middle of the night carrying that flag, but it never, it never stops.
0: Do you participate still? Yes. All right, so I, I'm actually. When is your when is your leg?
1: We'll be in New York tomorrow. to oh. to kick off.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah, I guess you got to go down there, right?
1: I will be in New York tomorrow, and New York City is a big market for us, obviously. With J.P. Morgan Chase, with their with their yeah, presence there, uh, they have a they have a huge group that comes out for a leg. We go from their uh, their headquarters down to Liberty Park. They're at the world, you know, the the side of the World Trade Center, and then we'll be doing New York, and then later on in the week we'll be flying out to join up with the relay in outside San Francisco for a couple of days.
0: Now I got to say, you know, the East Coast and the West Coast, one leg is a lot longer than the other. Is there any kind of gentle ribbing maybe that goes on between the East Coast and West Coast participants there? You know, I mean, w- there's a difference.
1: There is a difference, and, you know, obviously on the West Coast there's a lot longer stretches where, you know, you could be hundreds and hundreds of miles without any cities, any towns, anything. Sure. And so uh, some of those legs we will plan to be overnight legs Well, they'll, you know, we'll have some professional cyclists that'll get on and cover some vast distances so that we can maximize our time in daylight, in markets where we can aggregate people and uh, and have meaningful portions of that relay.
0: All right, so all these relays culminate in a big event happening here in Dallas on Memorial Day, which is on the 29th.
1: It actually will start uh, Sunday afternoon before Memorial Day. The the event here in Dallas will actually be uh, almost a 24-hour event, and people say, you know, have never heard of Carry the Load or are not familiar with it, you say 24 hours and they look at you and kind of shake their head, but if you can imagine the vast majority of our participation is there uh, around our kickoff Sunday afternoon and around uh, Monday morning and Monday afternoon, but as it, we'll have, last year we had uh, a couple thousand people that were out there overnight walking continuously, and again, going back to what we originally started for, there's there's people out there that need that length of time. So Um, that
0: idea of pain, of purging yourself through pain, is that still a part of it?
1: For me, uh, for me personally, no. Because once you see, you know, when you see fifteen to twenty thousand people out there, fifteen thousand people at our opening ceremonies that come out there to have that experience, you realize that these people really do care, and that's why we started this organization. We wanted people to care, and here we are, six years later. And you realize that, that they do. And so, no, there's not as much anger anymore. Uh, so but, that
0: pain has been eased by the amount of participation uh, and, and the caring that you feel people are actually giving.
1: Absolutely. And when you see, this is a very family-friendly event in Dallas. Uh, Think moms and dads, a ton of kids pushing strollers. You know, our base camp there at Rivershawn Park has a huge kids zone with the bounce houses and the food trucks. And you guys have music out there uh, oh we've got a stage daryl dodd will be performing on monday afternoon again very family friendly and then the katie trail there is our route that people walk on and through some storytelling that we do about different people can it it, it the atmosphere can be both poignant and celebratory and that's why we're out there this is a celebration but we want to we want to honor that service and sacrifice so I can't stress enough about how family and kid-friendly this is. And me, I'm a father of five, uh, from ages eleven down to four, and all of my kids will be out there. And especially with my older two kids, one of the one of the unintended consequences, but greatest rewards for me, again, the first year, first two years. They didn't really understand what we were doing out there, but after about the third year, when you've got a, you know, son and a daughter, my son was uh, at about seven and eight years old, and about that time frame, he started asking questions about, "Hey, Dad, why are all these people out here, and who are these pictures? Who are these pictures that you're mm-hmm. personally carrying? Who are these pictures that are posted up here along the trail, and why are all these people here?" So, having the chance to educate. The next generation of Americans about what service and sacrifice, um, you know what that looks like and examples of that service and sacrifice, uh, phenomenal opportunity uh, from a from a learning experience for for a younger generation of of Americans. And again, starting in about beginning of April, my oldest two they're now eleven and eight. Uh, that's all they can talk about is once carry the load I mean it is it's it's a lot of fun for them but it's also a great learning experience for them
0: so you've seen that personal impact with the it, impact that you're trying to impart on others you're seeing it personally
1: I'm seeing it personally with my kids and you know it's it's a great again unintended consequence you know going back six years ago
0: well the West Coast relay underway currently East Coast kicking off tomorrow. Uh, up in new york and uh, it's all happening finishing up here let's say here in dallas starting on may 28th and we're going to have that whole
1: weekend it's it's sunday at memorial day weekend sunday of mm-hmm. memorial day weekend and that's
0: over at rivershawn park
1: correct those two relays will come together and march in to kick off our event here uh, sunday memorial day weekend
0: stephen Hawley is the president ceo and co-founder of carry the load their website carry Uh, thank you very much for your time today. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend over
0: here! Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us
1: and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.